From the Gray Homestead in the heart of the Ozarks, this is Front Porch Anarchast. We're spreading the ideas of freedom and liberty from the front porch, one episode at a time. Front Porch Anarchast. Freedom starts on your own front porch. And this episode starts now. I heartily accept the motto that government is best which governs least. Carried out, it finally amounts to this, which also I believe, that government is best which governs not at all. Thank you for listening to what might be the last episode of Front Porch Anarchast this year. Well, I've got some bad news for those of you who were eagerly anticipating the Halloween episode of Front Porch Anarchast. The Halloween episode didn't happen. And I wish I had some really exciting reason why it didn't happen. Like, maybe the homestead was raided again, or maybe... Maybe I was arrested while doing some kind of anarchist kind of thing, but oh, the truth is, there just wasn't time to do the Halloween episode. And as a matter of fact, there's really not time to do this episode, but I'm going to do it anyway. It's kind of late at night, and I'm pretty tired. I worked all day, but... If I don't do one, it's never going to get done, right? And even though I didn't get to do a Halloween episode, I mean, it was, you know, it was going to be grand, I'm sure. It was going to be just the biggest and the best, but... But really, the whole point in doing the Halloween episode is I wanted to... I wanted to do one I could call The Creep Show. And you know what? I think I'm still going to go ahead and call this one The Creep Show. And the reason I'm going to call it The Creep Show is something really creepy has happened since the last episode. That really creepy thing is that about 140 or 150 million people got together... And voted for an old rich guy who's been accused of, among other things, sexual assault and some pretty shady business dealings. 140, 150 million people, they voted for a guy that liked this. Old guy, completely out of touch with the average... American voter. There were people there were people who probably who probably make less in a year than this than than the guy they voted for makes in a week, a day. And they voted for this guy anyway, thinking that this guy was going to be the best person to represent their their interests. Does it get any creepier than that? I mean, how 
Well, it does get a little bit creepier because some people didn't vote for that guy. They voted against the other guy. And the other guy was accused of exactly the same thing. So, really, how much, how much creepier could it get than 140, 150 million people voting for some old, creepy guy out of touch with reality to rule over them? It, it's, it's at a level of creepiness I can't even imagine. And as of today, which is November 15th, one of the uh, creepy guys that was running, one of the guys who got part of that 140, 150 million votes, he's admitted that he's probably lost. He's accusing the other old creepy guy who probably won of cheating in some shape, form, or fashion. Which leads me to another really creepy part of this whole fiasco. How creepy is it that people are using a system of voting to elect their leaders? They're obsessed with the idea that they need leaders. And they're, they're using this, this system of voting that can be so easily manipulated or or rigged and you know this time it's it's the reds that are griping about the election being rigged last time it was the the blues who were complaining about it and the time before that it was probably the reds as long as i can remember somebody's always griping the loser always gripes that the election was rigged. And sometimes they come up with these scenarios. They come up with these actual incidents where, okay, yeah, I, I doubt a person that's 140 40 years old actually voted. Or, you know, they find a box of ballots somewhere that nobody counted because, I mean, the, the assumption is, is that somebody knew that the majority of those ballots were going to be cast for one or the other of the of the uh, candidates, so they just set it aside and didn't count those ballots. But for the most part, well, maybe the 2016 elections, everyone started, the losers started griping, saying the Russians meddled in this election. And, you know, it's just, it's none of that. It It's just that... It's a creepy system to elect creepy people. It's a creepy system for creepy voters to elect creepy politicians. So yeah, it's a it's a full-fledged creep show. And here we are almost 2 weeks after this election. One, the losing creep, his supporters, they're being all creepy and taking his side, still wanting to support the guy, even though he's a loser. 
Even though he lost, they're still wanting to support him. There were thousands of these guys. They took the time to march down a street somewhere and voice their opinion that their guy still hadn't lost. I mean, everything looks like he has. He just doesn't want to give it up quite yet. He's not ready to give it up. I think what would have been really classy is for the guy, once he realized that he didn't get enough votes, he should have just quit on the spot. He should have just resigned. You guys don't want me? See ya. I'm out. That would have been uh, that would have been pretty good. But he doesn't have quite the uh, the temperament to do anything like that. He wanted to fight it till the very end, which is also pretty creepy. And even though the two old guys that, that received 150 million votes or so, even though they're creepy, you know, the people who voted for them, they're, they're maybe the creepiest. I mean, it's bad enough that they voted for the guys, whichever guy. I mean, you know, did it really matter which one they voted for? They still got a creepy old guy, but... Not only did they vote for him, but now they're they're all fighting. They're all at each other's throats, and it's pretty comical to sit back and watch it. It's like a dumpster fire, or um, or a train wreck. You know, you can, you know, you shouldn't watch it, but you just you can't turn away. You do anyway, and that's what this is. This is like. I like the idea that that the loser, his supporters, they're kind of. You know, not only are they, um, not only are they still supporting this guy, but you know they've got to feel in their personal life they have to feel pretty let down because they had a lot invested in this guy. They were driving around in pickup trucks with flags with his name on it, flying behind there. And for the last four years, they keep saying, you know, they keep telling the other guy, "This is your president." And, and uh, make America great again. It's um, it's pretty comical now to watch them kind of walk around. They're 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 making it through the stages of grief, and they're they're just about to the acceptance point. You can see them now. They've got their tails between their legs. Some of them do on on social media, though. The the, the fighting is still pretty strong, and and you can really see the level of creepiness there of just how creepy voters are. They pick their team, and, and to them, it's like some kind of sports ball game. It's it's the Reds against the Blues, and they're going to defend their side until the bitter end. And I mean, it's like it's like some kind of big sports ball rivalry. Like when I was a kid, which is probably the last time I I even watched any kind of sporting game I, I've been to a few games like professional games big league games I'll say that minor league games since then but it was just for the beer and the food in fact the last baseball game I went to I don't remember anything past like the fourth or fifth inning anyway um these people, they, they have so much invested in it, just like some big rivalry uh, between maybe the, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Dallas Cowboys, which was the big 
the um, the big rivalry when when I was a kid. And man, they they will defend their guy till the very end, and they they can't wait to rub the other guy's face in the fact that that he was supporting a loser the whole time. And as with any election, the candidates, they usually run a pretty mean one. They'll talk smack about the other guy and how terrible he is, how terrible his record is. The other guy, he's talking about this guy, his horrible record. And, you know, I'm going back right now. I'm looking at both of these guys have a horrible record. One, guy's ha one guy has a record that goes back four decades the only thing he did was was tyrannical things. I mean, like passing some passing some uh, crime legislation that incarcerated a lot of people. In fact, it incarcerated some people um, for doing things that now his own son should be could be incarcerated for if anybody would really look into it probably it won't happen because you know this guy is the uh, the big guy he's not going his son won't go to prison or or even get convicted of anything but that's what he's known for is is getting some crime legislation passed uh, that was pretty strict on people and you know I mean 40 years he was in office he's no telling how many times he's voted to drop bombs on kids and in the Middle East. It's amazing. <laughs> and people are defending this guy. And you know what? I'm not saying the other guy's any better. He's only been in office for four years. He has dropped bombs on people. Not only did he vote for it, but I mean he allows it to happen on a daily basis. He's you know, he's trying to keep people, peaceful people from from entering this country, no matter um, no matter what their reason, you know, he just wants to put a fence up down there and stop them from coming across, so that I can't voluntarily interact with these people. Um, neither one of these guys are worth voting for, and I mean, I say that of all candidates because I don't want anybody telling me what to do. You want somebody to tell you what to do? That's fine. You know, go ahead, do whatever they say. Vote for whoever you want to, but, you know, when it comes to them telling me what to do, well, that's where I have to draw the line. I don't want to be a part of that, I, and I don't want to tell you what to do. If I pick a guy, whatever he tells you to do, then I'm, am I not partly responsible for that? The people that, the people that are defending these, these morons and griping about the moron that was elected they don't see the folly in voting. They don't see their own responsibility for electing whoever is voted. I mean, uh, elected. And that just adds to the voters' creepiness. You know, when, um, when you vote for somebody, if you look up the word election, it usually says something like a group decision, right? So if you're part of the group, you're helping to make the decision as to who is going to win. It doesn't matter who you vote for. You've accepted the fact, hey, 
we as a group are going to pick who our new leader is going to be. Guess what, buddy? You are partly responsible for whoever that guy is. And don't you have some culpability for whatever he does officially? That next round of bombs that get dropped on some wedding happening in Afghanistan, don't don't you have some responsibility for that happening? Because you picked a guy, you helped pick a guy who authorizes that. You know, voters had a chance. People who vote and people who want to have a leader, they had a chance to elect somebody who wanted to end those wars. Somebody who would respect their right to keep and bear arms. Somebody who wanted to see taxes, at the very least, go down, if not outright abolished. This person was... On record, I mean, I have audio of her saying that she would abolish the ATF if she could. The alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. She would... She would abolish them. And uh, she said this on a... Uh, on a nationally syndicated gun talk show on radio. And the... Uh, the host of this, I mean, he's been doing it for a long time. He was flabbergasted. He said, well, she said she would repeal all federal gun laws, you know, if she could. And he said, well, what would you replace them with? And she said, nothing but the Second Amendment. That's all you need. Now, so voters had a chance to vote for this woman. For starters, I mean, they're all so proud. A lot of these voters are so proud that a... A uh, woman has been elected for elected vice president. So they could have voted for a woman who isn't accused of anything. Like she's not accused of any sexual assault. She's not accused of any shady money deals. She's not accused of any bribery. She hasn't even been in office. I mean, you know, who's she bribing? She's intelligent. She's a. Uh, think she's a doctor but i think it's she has a phd she teaches she's she's as pro gun as it gets you know she wants the um, she wants the federal government out of drug out of the drug war she wants to end foreign wars the american voter could have voted for her and probably been better represented than by either of the other two candidates. She received like one and a half million votes or something. Something just crazy low. And the main reason, if you were to talk to if you were to talk to a person who didn't like Trump and who didn't like Biden, yet they voted for one or the other, the reason they did so was because they didn't want the other guy to win. And, the, and they knew that the uh, third-party candidate wasn't going to win. But why isn't she going to win? Well, because nobody will vote for her. Well, you're not voting for her, you moron. Are you, are you missing this disconnect? So now the, 
the creepy voters who wouldn't vote for this woman, and they did vote for the for the creepy old loser. How'd that work out for you guys? You voted for the creepy old loser, and guess what? You got a creepy old loser. Well, <laughs> you got a creepy old guy. He wasn't the loser, but you got the creepy old guy anyway. You got a creepy old guy. America 2020, welcome to the creep show, right? So I've been watching the dumpster fires on uh, on the social medias, and it's it's one creepy voter arguing against another creepy voter, and this one this one woman who I went to school with, she was um, evidently she voted for the winner, the guy who won, and she's just rubbing the 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 supporters of the loser. She's just running them into the ground and rubbing their noses in the fact. And she says that the losers and the 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 supporters of the losers, they should now step in line, come together, unite behind her guy, the guy who won, and everything's going to be fine. Now Okay, so being me, I couldn't just, you know, I can't let this, can't just let this go. And I point out the fact that, hey, you know, for four years, you've been telling these people how bad they suck and how bad their guy sucks. And I agree, their guy sucks, and it sucks that anybody supported him. But don't think your guy's any better. Um, this whole time, you've been attacking their guy. And now you think that they should just get together behind your guy and everything's going to be fine. You know, polar opposite of what their guy is, but, you know, you get behind my guy, it's going to be fine. Well, they're, you know, they don't want to hear it. And before, and before that, the four years, before the four years that you've been um, complaining about their guy, somebody else was complaining about whoever the former loser was. It, it happens every election cycle. The losing team always complains and carries on, and they just don't want to play nice. It's a fundamental flaw in a two-party political setup. And when I point this out, when I pointed it out to this this woman... She wanted to pretend to have a dialogue about it and how bad the other guy was and he was always this bad and that's why he didn't get any respect. And, you know, I have to correct her and just say, hey, no, that's funny. This um, this notification that just came through is her mentioning me in another comment. <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, I'm like, hey, uh, you know, yeah, that guy sucks. Uh, you know, get over that. I mean, he sucked. He's out now, though. What are you going to do to, you know, what's your guy going to do to bring everybody together now? And she just lays into the old guy, the the losing guy. She just lays into him again and talks about how all his supporters are stupid and just need to step in line. And I'm like, okay, well, yeah, you know, 
We've talked about that one ad nauseum. That guy sucks. Screw him. So what are you going to do going forward? And um, so finally she just told me she didn't care about my opinion. My opinion didn't matter because I don't vote. Well, now, how does that make her any better than the people she's been then she's been dog that she's been dogging for the last four years, or or still dogging, right? I mean, she's trying to convince me that her guy is this unifying guy, and that her party, the the party that she identifies with, voluntarily, that they're so great they're going to unify everybody, and then here I come along and I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't count. But I left her some. Uh, I left her with some words of wisdom there, and that's probably why she's why she's responding, mentioning my name now. This this was yesterday, and she's just now getting back to it. Uh, she probably had a lot to digest about that because you know how is she any better than the people she's arguing against? And it's not the first time that. A statist has came out, you know, and and told me that, you know, I don't count or whatever. Um, even people I know, and they don't really even mean it, but they insinuate that um, that old that old cliche about how if you don't vote, then you don't have a right to complain. Some of some of my real friends and my friends in real life or whatever, they've got they have that mentality. They've never really thought about that, but they they have that mentality, and they're polite enough. They won't say it to my face, but when I do bring it up, but if you really think about that, how does that make any sense? I mean, we've already, I've already said it's it's a it's a group decision during an election. It's a group of people trying to decide what kind of rules they're going to uh, to push on to the other set of people or to all people. And you know, we're lucky this time around. Only only sixty six about sixty six percent of people who are eligible to vote actually voted. In this presidential election, 66%. So, you know, 33% of the people, for whatever reason, they don't vote. Now, I'm sure some of that is just, you know, oh, well, somebody's going to be president. I don't really care who it is. And they probably still believe that there should be a president. But how many of those guys are are principled non-voters? And they don't vote for a reason. And that, that reason being they don't want to be complicit in what goes on and they don't want to force their views and opinions on on other people i'm hoping that it's at least half right and then when you go back and you look at at how many people voted for the guy who won it's like 75 million people voted for that well do the math there were more people who didn't vote than voted for whoever won. And let that one sink in on you. That means that 
neither one of these guys received a majority of votes of, of the people who they're going to be ruling over. How does that make any sense? How does that kind of person, or how does a person get elected with those kinds of numbers? Well, I was thinking about it with all of the um, with all of the polarization that's going on between the two different camps, the Reds and the Blues. I was, you know, I was trying to think of a good analogy there that I can tell this woman next time that uh, next time I, I grace her with an answer. Oh, maybe she'll listen to this. Um, she probably will not get my sarcasm or my jokes. But you know, I was trying to think of an analogy and. So, I'm sitting back, and I'm watching two gangs. One's represented by the color red, and one's represented by the color blue. Both of these, both of these gangs are fighting over the same turf. Each gang wants to extort money from the people who live on this turf. They want to set the rules... They want to decide what everyone, what rules everyone is going to have to live by. They extort money from these people. And in return, they provide some sort of service, you know, some kind of, some kind of security service or, um, uh, or some kind of maintaining the roads kind of thing, uh, making sure people are free to travel. And, you know, it sounds to me like, like really two gangs, like... Um, it could be mafia, it could be just, you know, street level gang, like drug gangs. To me, that's what it looks like. And they're fighting over, they're fighting over nuance. I mean, they're only fighting over, they're not fighting over whether or not they're going to steal money from people. They're fighting over who gets to steal money from, from these people. It doesn't matter which one of these gangs wins. The the people who live in their turf, they're still going to have money extorted from them. They're still going to be told what to do. And they're still only going to be able to come and go as these gangs decide. And, you know, maybe that's what I'm going to tell her. I'm going to be like, you're putting all this effort into something that just doesn't make a difference at all. And then you're calling me the guy who's not... Who's not playing in this? You're calling me crazy? I'm the guy who doesn't count? Because I didn't pick a side, red or blue. I didn't pick a side that to um, to support for extorting people and, and murdering people and caging people for victimless crimes. You're, I, don't, I don't know how you get I'm the crazy one out of this. Maybe you should just step back and look at it for what it is. It's all creepy. And that's that's pretty much my creep show. Um, it was going to be a lot more fun. Well, in my head, it was going to be a lot more fun. There were going to be sound effects, and that's not going to happen. And I'm um, going into the Christmas season, so it's just going to get even more hectic. Black Friday's all screwed up this year. I'm glad it is. It's the first, it's the first uh, Thanksgiving and four years, five years, oh my gosh, six years, it's it's the first Thanksgiving in six years that I'm going to be off work, Thanksgiving Day, of course I'm going to have to be at work at 
4.30 on Black Friday. 4.30 in the morning on Black Friday, which is not going to be well because a lot of times I'm not even asleep by 4.30. And here I am going to have to go back to work. Not really sure what the rest of 2020 has in store for me, but I don't think it has very many more episodes of Front Porch Anarchast in it. But um, I'm, I'm going to try, and if not, I guess I'll see you guys in, in 2021. If you, uh, if you have anything you would like to, to get onto Front Porch Anarchast, you could send me a message, frontporchanarchast at gmail. Dot com. You could message me through the Facebook page, Front Porch Anarchist. Um, there is also a way that if you want to leave me a voice message, you can go to anchor.fm slash Front Porch Anarchist. And that's anchor like a, like a boat anchor. A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M slash Front Porch Anarchist. And from there, you can click a button and record a message from your device. And, uh, you know, if you uh, if you leave me one and you want to hear it on an episode of Front Porch Anarchist, you know, it, it could very well get there. I won't even edit it. Uh, maybe bleep out if you put any... Um, if you put in any words that I wouldn't want my mom to hear, I'm probably going to bleep those out. But um, I'd love for somebody to leave me a voicemail that I could respond to, that, or a voice message. That would be pretty cool. And I'm also trying to migrate over to MeWe. Right now I'm doing MeWe Mondays, which, as um, as you might infer means that on Mondays I concentrate on MeWe, which, you know, um, I'd love to go ahead and get all the way off of Facebook. I don't see that happening because there's a lot of people on Facebook and it's an easy way to to get my content out there and to, um, to make connections. I've made a lot of connections through Facebook, but... And well, and I've been on MeWe now for two years, but I really haven't, I really haven't done a lot with it. But there's a huge migration going over there right now. I mean, there's every day I'm getting new contact requests over there. And on MeWe, I'm just front porch anarchist. If you, um, if you happen to listen to this and and you're into MeWe, then um, be sure to look me up. I'll be more than happy to add you as a contact. A lot of the uh, guys who supported the uh, losing presidential candidate, they're moving over there. A lot of them are actually getting banned from from the Facebooks. But anyway, back to my uh, back to the original tangent. Um, so right now I'm doing MeWe Mondays and going through MeWe on Monday and adding content there as I can or interacting with people there. Actually, I met met. Actually, I found two other people in my immediate area here that are also anarchists or voluntarists, however you want to say it. I never found anybody local on Facebook that have the have those views. So that's a you know that's a plus. That's looking up.
unfortunately, it's me, we Monday, and every other day is Facebook. And I would eventually like to get it so it's just Facebook Friday, and every other day is mostly me, we. How about that? I would love for that to happen, but I'm not, uh, not sure how long that's going to take. I mean, there's other things too, like Parler. I've never even tried Parler. I hear it's like Twitter. But I never really got into Twitter, so I'm not really quick to uh, jump over to the parlor. There's also Float, F-L-O-T-E, and I think it's Float.app. I, I did download the app, and I've tried that. I, I'm not really not really digging that one either. MeWe seems to be much, um, seems to have a lot of a lot of the same features that Facebook, and I mean the user interface is quite a bit different takes a little bit of getting used to, but you can get used to it. And once you do get used to it, there's a lot, you have a lot more freedom there. They don't, they don't have any algorithms to keep you from seeing anything. You can just, you go to your contacts and it just gives you a feed of everything that your contacts have posted, starting with the most recent thing. You can go to your individual contacts and see what they've posted that way in case you have too many and you you know, they get lost in the, uh, while you're scrolling. Um, there's, there's just so many features. You can share audio files there. Like, you can upload an audio file that people can listen to. It doesn't have to be video. You can do video. Um, a lot of, there's a there's just a lot of options on there. Plus, they don't censor anything. Not only is there no algorithm that you have to beat, but they don't censor anything. I mean, there's some pretty outlandish things that get on there. And, and my my advice to you is, if you run across somebody who has some pretty outlandish ideas that don't mesh with you at all, um, and you know they're borderline crazy or whatever, just block that person and move on. Um, you don't have to listen to whatever it is they're spewing. There, there's groups. You can get into any groups you want to. And then there's there's the ability that you can have group chats going on. It's, it's pretty amazing um, the level of autonomy that you have on there. There's no fact checkers. Guess what? There's not even any ads unless you want to sell something. If you want to sell something, you just put it up there that you're selling something. Or if you want to barter something, just put up that you're bartering, and uh, you know people can interact with you as they see fit. You're not going to get banned because you have um, because you're selling some kind of yard sign that has some political candidate's name on it. Uh, or if you say something uh, negative about Nazis, you're not going to get some kind of warning that you're going to be unpublished because you said the word Nazi. It's um, it's quite liberating. Of course, you know with liberty. With autonomy, there comes some responsibilities, and the responsibility is, is that you have to filter what you're seeing, and you have to decide for yourself if it's, you know, if it's reasonable, if it's plausible, if it's even physically possible, and then you have to make that decision, and you have to uh, move forward from there. So I'm a fan of that. And you know, I think that's uh, I think that's gonna be the end of this episode. I'm I'm wore out. I'm ready to get inside and uh, have a bite to eat. I do appreciate again. I do appreciate you listening to this episode of Front Porch Anarchast. 
come over and see me on MeWe or uh, send me a message here. Oh, I do have one more thing to, to say. I don't, being in the, uh, being in a freedom-minded community uh, with anarchy, voluntarism, uh, even uh, small l libertarianism, uh, there's a there's always controversy about mask wearing. But if you wear a mask, and for whatever reason, if you're forced to do it, I'm forced daily when I go to work to wear a mask. Or if you do it just because you know you think it's good for your health, which I do that sometimes as well. Um, we are we are selling, we are offering, <laughs> we're offering. Um, masks, face masks, through our uh, Facebook page. The uh, Facebook page is Gray Uncommons. And, I mean, if you find the, the Front Porch Anarchist Facebook page, you can click through from there. But if you go to Gray, with an A, Uncommons on Facebook, you can see what we're doing there. I've got some anarchy-themed face masks. And we... We have them listed there for six dollars, but if you mention if you mention MeWe in the, when you order the face mask, we'll knock a dollar off of that. And I've got I have some that are anarchy themed. They have the little anarchy A, and you can pick a, a whole host of colors for that. I can also do the um, the anarchy the black flag, and you could do that in just black. The masks that we're offering right now, they're all black, so, um, you know, I can't can't put a black flag on a black mask, but I, do, I can put a um, an outline around it, and you can pick the color that you want for that, too. Or you could pick a different color flag. You could pick a, a gold-colored flag or a white one, which white kind of seems like surrender. But, hey, if that's your thing, if you want a white flag on your mask, who am I to, who am I to judge, right? Uh, but there are quite a few colors, quite a few different um, options there that you can see. And you know, if you if you want a face mask, a, a, just a straight up cotton face mask, uh, if you want a design on it, shoot us a message too. We're working on something for uh, someone right now. It's a lot of text, so that makes it kind of tricky. But working around with it, I'm going to get it on there eventually, anyway. So if you need a face mask for whatever reason, you're forced to wear it, or you know, it's for your health then uh, shoot us a message over at Gray Uncommons or, uh, or contact me through the uh, Front Porch Anarchist, either Gmail or Facebook page. All right, that's it. Thanks for listening, guys. Hopefully I'll see you before 2021, but if not, Happy New Year. We hope you enjoyed this broadcast of the Front Porch Anarchist. Like and share our page or send us a message at Front Porch Anarchist on Facebook. Anarchy needs no masters.
and our teeny snow masters. Front Paul Channelcast.